Hey, you know, I remember reading an article, and this has got to be about maybe five, even ten years ago. I tried to do a little hunting around to see if I could find it today. But when Canada's population was around, I don't know, maybe 33, 34 million people, the article was talking about the fact that for us to get our economy going in a positive direction, we needed more people. Maybe double our population. Well, here we've just kind of reached over the 40 million mark, and there's a lot of people wondering if that is really what we should be talking about. Is that kind of a bit of a population trap, or are we basically in an investment desert right now because things have kind of softened up a little bit? So the question is, which one is it? Well, we decided we better track somebody down to talk about this because it's big on economics. So why wouldn't you get a hold of a professor of economics at the University of Waterloo? And that is Mikhail Scooterud, who joins us on the show today. Mikhail, how are you? Good. How are you, Brent? Fine, thank you. Uh, am I wrong by talking about this article of a bunch of years ago, talking about how we needed all these people, and now <laughs> we're getting all these people, but it doesn't seem to be fixing very much? I don't even know where to start on this. Where do you stand on this? I, I think you're right that beginning in about 2014, there was an economic narrative that arose in this country that aligns with what you said, this idea that we just need to add more people, and that would be an antidote to all our economic problems. Academic economists in Canada who study immigration, that narrative never sat well. And since 2016, we have been consulting with the government. We've been writing pieces about it, why it's non-economic nonsense. And we've just been completely ignored until quite recently. And now people like you and CBC and other outlets are calling me. But they didn't want to talk to me for a long time. I was a cold shower. So, sorry about that. <laughs> Okay. okay, well, anyway, hey, I just thought it was a good topic for right now. So let's uh, let's talk about, so uh, what is a population trap? Is there a definition that you can kind of throw out there for us? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. It's the same argument, you know, economists have been saying since 2016. Is, you know, it's not about the number of people in an economy. Um, you know, adding more people certainly grows the size of the overall economic pie, but that's not the objective, right? India has a an economic pie that's 60% bigger than ours. Switzerland's about 60% smaller. I mean, what are we trying to achieve here? So if you want to grow, what matters clearly is sort of the average, the size of the average slice of the economic pie. We call that GDP per capita, right? Yeah. And that's what we're trying to grow. And the way you grow that is very clear. The, big, the biggest difference between poor countries and rich countries is Rich countries, workers have a lot more capital to work with. Yeah. Capital is everything that allows them to be pretty productive. It's machinery and equipment, it's technology, it's the factories, it's the, it's the education system that trains them, it's the housing stock that allows them to sleep at night and wake up and be well-rested and productive in the morning. So more capital per worker is good. The way you increase capital per worker is not to add more workers when you're living in a world in which capital is not growing. That's just gonna make things a whole lot worse. And so that's the world we're in now. Just my opinion, but it always seems that if we're gonna if we're gonna get anything solved, we lo we love in this country to take the easy way out. And to me, this was it. Right. I think that's exactly, and it's more than that, Bryn. I think part of it is, you know, you know, I'm an immigrant, Bryn, and I'm very pro-immigration. And so, you know, the idea that, and this, you know, we pride ourselves on our immigration system. It's kind of our, we call it our secret sauce. So yeah. if that secret sauce could be the solution, I totally get why that narrative is appealing and why everybody got swept up in it and why nobody wanted to talk to me, the cold shower here, that it's not. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But we're starting to realize now that this experiment is not, le there's some really important important economic trade-offs here.
It's well, not that simple. <laughs> there, there was a movie that was a big hit many, many decades ago, Cabaret, and they had the big song, Money Makes the World Go Around, and everybody kind of laughed and giggled, and the more you think about it, it's true. Yes. Right? Yeah, you can talk yeah, about everything no. else, but it, it the, the current federal government just keeps spending, and we got to find these new people to help pay for it. You know? Anybody new, Man, come to our country, work, spend. Though. Yeah, no, but that, that's not how it works, because the reality is that the newcomers, sure, they contribute taxes, but they also, you know, use the health care system, the education system. So, again, immigration cannot be a solution to those those fiscal uh, pressures that the federal government or any level of government is facing. Now, the feds announced a cap on foreign students today, but really, these are... You know, these are people who want to get a great education, and we're a, we're a country of great opportunity and great education. So, I don't know if this is going to fix the problem that a lot of us are talking about. Your thoughts? Well, I think I think the numbers clearly there's an absorptive capacity of an economy, and 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 we are pushing against this potential for immigration to boost average living standards. That potential certainly exists. But there's a limit to that potential, and, and we've just pushed it way too far. There's no question that if immigration has this potential to kind of raise all boats, if you like, it is through the human capital contribution of immigrants. It's the skills and the talents they bring. It's about trying to select the best and brightest in the world to come here and to innovate and drive new productivity. And, and, and so that's where it's at. But we're, that's not where the growth in foreign student populations have been. It's not at the university level. It's overwhelmingly at the college level. And these are, you know, a lot of these immigrants are, are filling jobs in low-skilled labor markets. That's not where the potential of immigration to raise living standards is. Over the many years that we've had, uh, Justin Trudeau is the prime minister. There's, one, there's just one thing he said. Well, there's a few things. But one thing in particular that he said that is really kind of stuck with me, and it bothers me even to this day, and that was budgets balance themselves. Immigration can't solve that problem, can it? Absolutely not. I mean, it's certain types of immigration. It's, it, it's, it's really about the composition, the skill composition of the immigration inflow. And there is a potential there, but it's a limited potential. It's not just about maximizing the number of people that come. It's about the composition of the inflow of newcomers. And so, yeah, again, I mean, it, to the extent that new immigrants are high earners, that they're earning more, their average earnings are above what the average earnings are in the existing population, then there is this potential, not only to deal with fiscal issues, but to deal with a lot of other demographic changes. And, but, but that's not what we're doing now. We've, sort of, we've moved away from a skilled immigration program to something quite different. Hey, Mikhail, what do you think the perfect balance or population number is for this country? So we've written a paper on that, yep. and and uh, and so yeah. If if your listeners want to read it, it's it's at the. I'm the director of the Canadian Labor Economics Forum. Plus is the acronym. If you go to our website, you can find our paper, the Economics of Canadian Immigration Levels. There there is a number there. I I will let the readers read it themselves. But it is substantially lower than the the levels that we are seeing in recent years, and we've doubled. Um, well, much more than doubled. Um, our immigration numbers are, are have increased dramatically in, in recent years. 
the elephant in the room on this one is every time you go down this road and you start talking about capping immigration, that kind of thing, or bringing, quote unquote, the right people in who've got some financial, you know, wherewithal or they've got this outstanding knowledge that we hope that they can spread to the rest of the populace here. Every time you go down this road, it sounds like some people are trying to say that, well, you're being selective, you know, you're being racist in selections. It becomes, to me, it just becomes a little tiresome. All we're trying to do is fix a problem that the country has. Mm, Yeah, I'm not, you know, we've had a skilled immigration system, a point system for selecting um, applicants in in the immigration applicant pool. We've had that since 1967. We've had camps on the number of new immigrants since the late 1970s. This is not new. What is new is that we've seen an explosion in what are called what's called temporary migration. The student visas are temporary permits. That's not immigration. Immigration are new permanent residents. That's not what this is about. So this is the first time we've capped temporary migration because it got out of control. I I think I have some ideas about why that's happened, but that's what this policy is a response to. So you think cabinet did the right thing by uh, cutting back in new visas today with students? It's a temporary measure. It's clearly, I think it looks like an emergency measure. I think if they hadn't let the system get out of control, which they admit that they have done, and I've been saying for quite a few years that there wouldn't be any need to cap these numbers, but it all stems from the changes in the permanent immigration program. They have moved from a point system that prioritizes skilled immigrants to a lottery. Our permanent immigration system has become a lottery that is incentivizing huge numbers of migrants to come to Canada on study visas and work permits to try their luck and hope that they can make this transition to PR status. That is what is happening. Mikhail, thanks for your time today. And uh, yeah, I've got to get to get to your uh, your study and dig in on it. And thanks for your time today. <laughs> thanks for having me, Brent. I appreciate it. All right. There you go. Mikhail Scuderode, who's a professor of economics at the University of Waterloo, joining us, asking some tough questions.